2: And I'm Kayla Benny from Ocala, Florida, and you're listening to the monthly Total EquiHealth episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January twenty-six, episode 3107. This episode is a special episode of Horses in the Morning every fourth Thursday of the month brought to you by Total EquiHealth. Good morning, Horse World. Good morning.
0: Hey, you made it to the fourth Thursday of the month on Horses in the Morning.
2: Emily, we're back. We're back. We're Look doing at us things. go. I know <laughs> we
1: are. We're accomplishing stuff. Oh my god. We're gosh. getting all kind of good people. To share I know. all kind of
2: great great information with us. Educational, nerd hour. I'm so excited. So I I just met this guy the other day, and my client had been raving about him. Um he's a physical therapist and We'll get to him in a minute, but he um, had these balance exercises and you'll have to listen when he talks about it. I mean, he's the most, we had the most nerdy conversation right off the bat. I'm like, hi, my name is <laughs> Kayla. And uh, so tell me about this and just geeked out for like an hour.
1: Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I love that though. I mean, that's how you learn stuff. He seems, yeah. I did watch a couple of his uh, YouTube videos and uh, he's perfect. Total nerd, yeah. turbo nerd, all of us going to be great
2: but he's also really well spoken so i was like hey um we're recording in two days would you like to come (laughs)
1: on i know i'm so glad i can't wait to hear what he has to say sounds like extremely educated he's continued his learning and taken all these courses and has all this knowledge i mean he's really yeah I, i can't wait his daughter,
2: I, I don't know exactly oh, yeah, how old rides, she is. She yeah, his daughter rides. So he has a knowledge base of uh, you know, the equestrian lifestyle um and concussions and head traumas and everything. So what you're so. saying
3: is he knows horse girls.
1: <laughs> I know really. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's d- like <laughs> a
2: horse girl dad, so he yeah he gets how y'all work. He's like, yeah. Y'all are crazy and please stop hitting your head.
1: <laughs> I know really. The concussions really are an issue. <laughs> Uh, I'll yeah. be really interested to hear what he says on all of that. He no, he's a great guest. Good, good find, Kayla. Good
2: lucky find. <laughs> Either way, oh, we applaud. <laughs> I love, I love how things work out the way they're supposed to. I
1: know. But
2: what have you been up to? How is Welly World? It's oh it's my gosh, back at it, isn't it?
1: It's crazy. It was like, and it's like this every year, but it gets slow around the holidays, and then. It kind of wants to pick up a little bit when the new year starts because everybody's all busy doing their their family stuff or taking yeah. a break or a vacation or whatever. And then it picks up a little bit at the turn of the year, but that's WEF one and two and everybody's all like preoccupied and excitable showing and yeah, and like getting the kickoff to the season And then everybody remembers the shopping and what needs to happen with the different clients who needs this, that, and the other. And yeah, about right now, it's like the floodgates open. Like, it's just, you have to be thoughtful as an owner or a a manager, a trainer, whoever, whatever role you're playing uh, in managing these horses. Because they could just be tried, like, all day, every day. Like, you could just, you really need to play. That's what I try to do is, like, actually pick the best choices for whoever is shopping you know like if we know the horse is not going to be good for an older adult let's not put it in the trial or if we know the horse doesn't vet or you know that's the agent's job to kind of sift through that but yeah no it's pretty nutty it's (laughs) it's really like it gets to be a lot you have to just decide what is
2: what's worth seeing and yes yeah (laughs) prioritize yeah put some thought behind it yeah exactly we it's it's the same for us so I got I got lucky I went away uh to Colorado and I went skiing for the first time in 16 years uh over New Year's and that was an adventure in itself (laughs) um gosh it's not like riding a bike (laughs) 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 even though everyone said it was uh it took it took me a hot minute to to get back at it and like when I was when I last skied, I was like, I was like a speed demon and at, like no style just was like, I can cut like, you know, and turn and cut and turn and cut and turn. And my body wanted to do that. But my brain was like, that is way too fast. And we cannot do that. And <laughs> and my body also didn't want to keep up with cutting and turning like the legs didn't want to stay together. Yeah. And oh, my gosh. But um, it was so fantastic and magical. We were out in Colorado and then I came back and it was just like, everyone was already in full swing. And I was like, whoa.
1: You're late whoa. to the party. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I was like, I don't really want to start horse showing yet. There's so, it's so long.
1: I know. Once it starts, it's <laughs> so like many a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. That's how I'm, I'm feeling right now. Yeah. yeah.
2: And everybody back at the barn's like chomping at the bit, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! We need like two more weeks. Calm down, people.
1: <laughs> you're on vacation mode. I'd yeah. say island time, but I guess yes, that's not island time. Is. If like you're skiing, it was like mountain time. It's you like know. mountain time. Yeah. yeah,
2: ski bunny. Oh my gosh! I do you I like the cold? No, but I didn't mind it when I didn't have you horses. Have the right clothes? Yeah, without yeah. <laughs> <horses too. laughs> When it. I when I didn't have horses, I was like, "This isn't so bad." Like, and you know, and also, I'm like geared up, and um, but it was amazing. I got stuck on the hill a couple times, and oh, I had gosh. to talk myself down.
1: Really? And like, uh, so you're I, having the, like sitting like a psychological block.
2: Yep, yep. And it was all mental. It was just, huh. but I did a couple blue runs, which in Colorado are like black diamonds everywhere. Oh else. my god! <laughs> and I was like, I. It was like day three of skiing, and I was like, this is getting real steep, guys. Oh, my <laughs> and gosh. I had a couple friends with us, and uh, they were like, um you know it's all in your head and you, you can do this. And I was like, I know. And then they're like, okay, well, you're going to actually have to get down the hill at some point. And I was like, I know. You guys can go, though. This is going to take me a
1: minute. Oh, my gosh.
2: Uh, it was I am scared
1: to ski, though. I haven't skied in so long. We used to go all the time when I was a kid. And I, as soon as I was in charge of where I went, basically as soon as I turned 18, <laughs> I was like, see you later snow in winter. Yeah. That's not for me. But it's been so long. I did used to love it I would be scared though to go back and ski it is it's so fast and it's uh it's I'd be fast, concerned yeah. I would like get hurt and not be yeah. able to ride
2: and that was that was it it was like they're like what are you scared of and I was like falling like I am literally <laughs> that I can't ride falling. my horse tomorrow <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. what I'm scared of um, obviously the worst fear <laughs> I was like um, but I will get down this hill I know it's all mental and they're oh like and gosh. I was like kind of inching down the hill like sideways like perpendicular or i guess parallel with the hill i don't really know um one one of those you know yeah and um, the one
1: where you're not going fast.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like going down, like stepping down, and like you know you can't do that the whole way down. Was, like, oh my god! See, you're way I up there on the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, see, I think I can. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> It'll take me all day, but I think I could do. I'm this. sure that would
1: happen to me. I'm. I'm just. I, and I used to ski a lot. I can't even imagine what I would do getting uh, all suited up. And you, yeah, if you don't kind of coast down, you're basically trapped unless you really want to have a shameful descent and call
2: somebody to come get you (laughs) well and you know that's the the fair thing (laughs) the first time so so we had a house and it was actually it was lovely because um it was right on the mountain like we walked out and just skied down the hill to the lifts oh nice and but that was also not great because I literally took my skis having not like reintroduced myself to skiing and had to ski down the hill oh. to get to everything. So it was like, oh, by the way, luckily it was a bunny hill. But like, you know, you're but still. still though, um, you haven't and, skied in a while. And you're on the side of a hill trying to click your skis in <laughs> for the first time. Oh my God. That's really, just,
1: really, really, I don't know what the word is, but it just, it was very discouraging. Yeah, I was like, all of it is just
2: as people are it, zooming past you yeah. and you're like, hold on while well, I try not to go down the hill when my ski isn't fully oh on my, my boots,
1: <laughs> Yeah, all of it, all of it. Um, and you just but, don't fall the same when you get
2: older. No, I was Your like, my, my one leg is. Ways. is for sure going to go behind me while my other leg goes in front yeah. and i can't do the splits yeah so it's not going to be pretty oh my uh, gosh i was like that's
1: scary i commend you for I, doing it and surviving it
2: thank goodness i ride better than i ski that's all i can say uh, at least i like to think i can
1: <laughs> no you ride great i saw your of course but i saw your show you were showing uh your big horse doki yes. uh, were those recent videos
2: yes yes uh, yes Back at it and we're actually getting gearing up. We're gonna do a night class. Uh oh, cool. not not the night class, but um they're doing the futures uh, nice. on Friday night before the Saturday night Grand Prix. So that'll be nice to jump under the lights again. Oh yeah. Um though those I just look- great
1: classes that they oh, did that God. once those like duh, like
2: of he, course we need a place to train yeah.
1: our baby Grand Prix horses under the lights and the whole shebang.
2: And he loves it. Oh. Loves it. So it'll be really exciting. Though I did look and the low is thirty-four. Oh. Um, and those classes tend to fill up a lot because everyone's trying to get their horses under the lights. So it's gonna yeah. be a really late night. That's gonna Ish. get really cold.
1: <laughs> is it getting cold here? Or now you're scaring me. What's uh happening? you'll have some falling iguanas,
2: I'm I'm pretty no! sure. Yes.
1: That's yes. really they're getting big they do need to (laughs) that is an invasive species i'm just saying that like (laughs) these things are going to be the size of dragons if they don't get (laughs) under control some of the people are posting during the last cold snap and it was like oh man those are they're i'm
2: sure they can do it some damage if they actually fall on you or fall on your car
1: for sure for sure yeah definitely hazards with that but even when they're they're uh warm and running around they do they're hazardous i mean they're they're pretty aggressive yeah (laughs) they need to get that under control yeah they they do psa yeah (laughs) i mean maybe it will naturally with all of these little cold snaps but
3: so i've got a i've got a non-native floridian question for you
1: emily we're all transplants here,
2: but I was gonna say, we're all us. I've
1: been time. here the longest. I'll, so, I'll answer. <laughs> explain, explain
3: falling iguanas. All I've heard, all <laughs> I know about falling iguanas are the Facebook memes.
2: Oh my gosh, it's so pretty funny. sure it means what it sounds like. I mean, right?
1: <laughs> it, they're lizards, they need to sunbathe, and uh, when they get below a certain temper, they're not a native species to hear. They get below a certain temperature, and they just kind of go into, like, a little mini cold coma until they warm up. So they're not dead, and they're not harmed, although if they fall in the water or fall, you know, in front of a truck or, or a dog or something, there's, there's definitely casualties, but they... They wake right back up, so they were like warning people. We did; it wasn't a thing. I mean, this is like <laughs> they—they just started multiplying, and now we're like, wow, this is like a real thing. And they're getting so big over these last few years uh, that they can—you know—the dog can get one and bring it into the barn, and you don't know it, and then it wakes up, and you've got like oh a four-pound lizard like going crazy, you know, in one corner of the hay room or something. I mean, there's there's problems, but yeah, yeah. they're they get they get cold.
2: They they hiss, don't they? Like they they're they're yeah. not the nicest. They're aggressive. Yeah, I mean, they and play. they they move fast.
1: Yeah, uh, when like it's when not they're cold. not
2: cold. Well, <laughs> yeah, they,
1: did, they do. And they climb all up in the trees. I mean, they're heavy. There's a couple at one of the barns I go to. And so what you're telling me
3: is that they're tree dwelling, angry.
1: Yes, alligators. It, it's like Jurassic Park. It's like you're everything right. that well, you're scared everything is, of. <laughs> Florida is trying to kill you. Oh I know. God. It really is. And that they've just been, they're flourishing in our habitat. They're well, just bigger and bigger and bigger.
2: It's like the, what are the things, the big snakes that are in the swamps? The pythons. Uh, the yeah. Pythons, it's like that. You know, They're getting
1: huge. It, well, you yeah. know how. Another um, invasive species. Uh,
3: Americans want to move to Florida because the weather's lovely. Uh, <laughs> there's no income tax. Everybody wants to come to Florida. It's really like tight.
1: Jumanji here. That's yeah. what it is. Well,
3: what happened? Yeah. All of the creatures of the universe want to get dropped off here by way of cargo planes or Ill- illegal importation and do the yeah. same thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really something. They're. The one that the one place, the one iguana, one of the farms, and it's a mated pair, uh, that are there, but the male, I don't know if it's the male or female, but one of them is, uh, at least four feet long. If wow. not, if they're huge, I mean, they're bigger than dogs. They're like, do they come, I mean, do,
3: do they just come strolling into the barn or into the arena when the weather's nice? Oh yeah. Oh, Lovely.
1: Yeah, yeah. they'll you'll, it, It'll sound like there's like a Rottweiler in the bushes, like breaking bushes like this with that big one. And it'll just saunter out like it just doesn't care. They're a little spooky. You can chase them away. Some of them, but some of them get territorial. But I'm telling oh, you, they're new, getting a new redneck it. sport. <laughs> I know. Chasing a new redneck sport. Iguana. There we
3: go. You know, there's gator wrestling and then there's a yep. uh, there's a uh, iguana penning. Iguana it, herding. Iguana herding, yeah, yeah,
1: all of it. They should. If this population keeps growing like this, I mean, they, I don't know how big they, uh, they can get, but I mean, we're about to find out. <laughs> They're going, we're got to be breaking some record with some of these guys.
3: They're mm-hmm. huge. They're huge. Well, well, <laughs> learn something every day. Well, wh- I'm going to learn a lot more because we're going to get your guest on next,
1: aren't we? I know. Yes. I can't wait. This is going to be very educational. Our guest today is Dr. Vinod Somaretti, founder and president of Ready Care, Physical, Occupational, and Aquatic Therapy. Welcome to the show,
2: Dr. Somareddy.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on.
2: So I met uh, Dr. Vinod the other day um, while his daughter was actually at um, a client and friend's farm who uh, she was giving a pony ride. So your daughter rides. So you. It's a little bit near and dear to your heart uh, that you come on and talk to us about the topic. Um, And I would love for you to just kind of jump right in. I think like what you were talking about with the balance uh, exercises you were showing me and relating to head trauma and everything like that uh, really resonates with equestrians of all sports. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) <laughs> we all hit our head yeah. everybody has a <laughs> lot of
1: concussions i don't really way to grab a broad topic and grab everybody's yeah. everybody's listening
0: <laughs> yes yes kayla so it definitely is very close to my heart the subject of equestrian and uh and particularly in head injuries i've seen it so many times already in my life where i've been out of show with my daughter and you know we end up getting into a situation where we see a rider fall off a horse um Everything seems okay, and within you know a few minutes the rider's woozy, and they're having a bit of a tough time. And you're you're kind of looking and wondering, does this person have a concussion? Doesn't look like it is, but the brain is made out of water and fat, and when you have a situation where the brain moves around in the head, um, even the littlest bit, there could be some injury, and it does affect different parts of the brain, which is why. Um, we're talking tonight about one of those parts of the brain, which is um, the the balance centers of your brain.
2: So that begs the question. Like what is that, and how how does the balance center function?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So in the body, we have three areas where balance is initiated from. The first area is your visual area. It's very easy to know that. To so Try walking in the dark and you'll notice that you're grabbing onto things. Uh, so if you eliminate your vision, then you'll have to use a second area of balance, which is going to be what they call the somatosensory. And for, for simple terms, what that means is what you feel. So just like that, when you're walking in the dark and you can't see anything, you start to grab for things around you to try to manage I'm um, not falling. The third aspect of this is a part of the brain which is in your inner ear, and that's called the vestibular system. People have always heard of things like vertigo, um, dizziness from an inner ear problem. Uh, people sometimes complain that, you know, sometimes I get up and the world is spinning around me, and this concept of vertigo or dizziness starts from your vestibular system. And there's small nerves for simple purposes that travel between your brain and your inner ear that coordinates your vestibular system. So when a person has a head injury, what they don't notice initially is anything wrong with their vision, right? I mean, you get up um, and, and, you know, people, the other thing I could talk about in terms of brain injury is Motor vehicle accidents. People have their neck jar back and forth or the head jar back and forth pretty quickly, and if your neck moves back and forth pretty quickly, you end up having that movement in your brain, right? So when you first get an injury, you you fall, you hit your head, possibly you open your eyes, you can see things fine. That's a good thing. <laughs> um, you don't you won't notice that your vision is a problem. And then second of all, you're not going to have a problem with the feeling of your body in your arms. Like I talked about the second thing, which is a somatosensory system. Because when you hit your head, that's not going to be a problem uh, unless it's a significant injury. However, the third thing, which is the vestibular system, can and does get affected. And the only way to really know if the vestibular system is affected is what Kayla was referring to in the beginning of the podcast, which is challenging it. How do you challenge it? Well, it's very simple. Well, it's not very simple. It's actually a little bit harder than (laughs) you think. It's very difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The simple way of challenging is you eliminate the body's ability to use vision, which is by closing your eyes. And then you eliminate the body's ability to feel the ground normally by altering the ground, by adding, you could add a pillow under your feet, you could step on sand, um, you could put your feet in a position where they're like one foot in front of the other. They call them a tandem stance where one foot goes in front of the other. And you can widen your stance. You can shorten your stance. But if you do that and you close your eyes, most people, what they'll feel initially is a little bit being off with their balance. So you're challenging your vestibular system at that point. Does that mean just because you close your eyes and stand on sand, and you start to feel a little woozy or a little off that you have a problem? No, it doesn't mean that. What it does mean is that there's an area of your, um, your, your anatomy or your brain that could use some more training. And that's basically the part of it where we need to find out, is that an area that has been overcompensated by the visual system, and the somatosensory system. What does that mean? Let's say you have an inner ear dysfunction, or you've hit your head, and you have uh, you get up, and you go by your day-to-day activities, and you notice that there's certain times of the day where you turn your body a certain way, you feel a little dizzy, but you make nothing of it. You you go ride, or you do whatever your sport is, and you notice that you know you're performing a little less better, you don't really know what it is because it's not significantly different. That's kind of how the vestibular system is because if the vestibular system is off, it's another part of your balance that is off that's contributing to the other things, which is the vision and the somatosensory, which is what you feel. So the three of them have to work well together in order for your balance to be perfect. The tricky thing is that it's very easy to test the vision. It's very easy to test somebody on how they they sense the ground that they're walking on, right? I mean, everybody knows how to do those two things. And instantaneously, you assume that your vision is off a little bit or you need to work out a little bit more harder to, to, to strengthen your muscles. And you forget about this vestibular system. With that being said, many riders and many athletes, they'll strengthen their bodies make your muscles super strong to compensate for a poor vestibular system. How is that? If you can lift a lot more weights, as an example, or your core is really strong, but your vestibular system is off, guess what? By having a core that's strong, you can compensate with your muscles better than somebody who doesn't have a strong core. The point is you don't want to not strengthen your core the point is you want to discover if the vestibular system is a weak point for you and people ask me sometimes you know how how would I know that like what would I do to to know if my vestibular system is is a weak point there are physical therapists and their doctors that could check these things very simply for you but one of the key things of knowing this is have you had a head injury or even a minor head injury? Um, did you play football when you're a kid? This is for, probably for, for, I don't know, think girls would do this when I was younger, it didn't happen too much. But for us boneheaded guys, we wouldn't wear a helmet. So we smash each other's heads sometimes playing oh football, football with our buddies, you know.
1: We smash car- our heads off of our ponies yeah <laughs> similar <laughs> reckless concussions
0: yeah yeah double bareback
2: <laughs> and uh i know
1: right yeah crazy ideas doing the xeno warrior princess mount jumping yep. off of on the back of the ponies that was really a big deal
0: yeah As- <laughs> i think all athletes have their moments of time where they they do something to their heads that probably is uh probably more uh more, uh, more of a reality in some sports than others. Um, but yeah, if you, if you're, if you had a car accident, if you had a whiplash kind of thing, your dental work potentially where your neck was stiff for a long time, your neck surgery, or even if you get a really bad neck, that's probably one of the things that people forget about is, is that if you have a bad neck, um, you know, you end up having a stiff part of your body that doesn't move around a lot. So if you don't move fluently in your neck, is your vestibular system going to be challenged, right? Like, Michaela, you were doing those exercises, eyes closed, we met, you know, if I told you to turn your neck one way and you could only turn it so far, how about the the, the part where you couldn't turn it? Do you think that your vestibular system in your brain is learning how to operate at that depth of motion in your neck? No, it's not. So you lose a lot of functionality in your vestibular system just by having a poor neck, and many people have that. And fortunately for a lot of the young equestrians, when they're younger, um, they they respond very quickly. They they you know they like anybody else who's probably under the age of twenty, they could repair very easily. But as we get older, those old injuries start to stick. And before you know it, you have a lot of other things that come about it um, that could create a dysfunction in your vestibular system, which then in turn creates a dysfunction in your balance system. On a larger level, people will have outright dizziness and imbalance and sometimes will be out of sorts, right? On a micro level... Um, you'll have things like memory loss, poor sleep. and I'll explain why this happens. Memory loss, poor sleep, uh, inability for a good grasp of spatial relationships, like where you are in space when you're on your horse, and you'll lose a little bit of that. Um, you can lose the ability to be calm because <laughs> if you're inside, your body's a little bit anxious. Um, you know because your vestibular system, your balance system is not stable. I mean, just imagine if you're inside and your brain is kind of like sending mixed signals because your neck is kind of goofy or you're a little off, right? You can you can tell as a coach, you're telling your kid, don't be calm, don't be calm, be nervous, don't be nervous, don't be nervous, don't be nervous. And, yeah. and it could be that this is coming from something like this. The good news is that, you know, it's very easily manageable and it's very easily treatable and it's not a big deal. However, if you don't treat it, what happens is the vestibular system, your whole body compensates for things. So once you get into a point where you get a little older, your body's unable to compensate as well anymore. Just for the sheer factor that you're getting older and, you know, you're, you're not doing as many things potentially as you used to well, um, do. And,
2: and also, as we get older, I know I've become a lot more aware of my body. And it's imbalances. When I was a kid, you know, I was not as aware. I'm like, whatever, you brush it off, you move on to the next. Whereas when we get older, we do start to feel those effects and just become actually aware. We don't understand what we're aware of, but we do understand that like, oh, I can't move my head that way. And but we don't know maybe why or what to do beyond that. So. People fall, like if you get on a horse, you're you're bound to fall off.
0: Yeah, you know, there's a whole school of thought that ranges from minor head concussions all the way to, and not to scare anybody, to the subject of dementia and memory loss and Alzheimer's that span the subject of head injury. Right. So generally speaking, the person who is specializes in head injury or concussion management is going to start with a, a, a neurologist. Right. They, they usually have screening tools they can do. There's some cognitive tests as well that they can do. And there's some specialized people that spend their time doing this. Um, but I think that I think a lot of those things come with a concern that they could be going down this negative road. But again, the good news is that the brain is very plastic. I mean, it it moves, it changes, it's flexible, and your neck starts to improve with it. People will be surprised once they start improving their balance, their neck starts to get better. Their back starts to get better. Because if your balance is off and you don't have the proper signals from your brain to your inner ear, you're bracing your body all the time for nothing. And you can't really move smoothly, so a lot of back pain and neck pain starts to come out of the fact that somebody had something as simple as a, a fall one day, and uh, or a car accident, um, or they were lifting weights or whatever they were holding on to their to, to, to the horse in a way, and it threw them off, and it pulled their shoulder out, and then that stiffened their neck stiffened their neck up a little bit. So the neurologist and even even physical therapists will screen you to check all those three systems and they could tell you, Hey, you know what? Your visual system is great according to the normal values of for your age, your somatosensory, the way you feel the ground underneath you is very much that way, but your vestibular system is not functioning very well. And when that happens, um, oftentimes it's a result of uh, 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 some sort of injury. Now, we don't want to speculate that every single person who's felt fallen off a horse at some point is going to have this, right? Because it depends on how you fell, what you fell on and how your body responded to that fall. And also, you know, how'd you recover? Most people who recover from a fall like that generally take a period of time off football players, for example, you know, they they get a head injury and then they go right back at it because they got to feed their families. It's a very high level thing with, um, you know, uh, injuries consistently, you know? So as equestrians, um, we're fortunate in that we don't have to take a hit in the head every week, (laughs) you know? So there is a rest period, uh, that can occur after a fall, which is built into just riding, I think, and sport.
2: That is assuming that is assuming though, that the horse person isn't crazy enough because there are a lot of people out there that are like, "I'm fine. I'll just get right back on the horse."
1: Well, they just made and- that rule now, the usCF, like if you get knocked out in the at the show, you can't you have to check in with the physician. You can't show for how before people would just get knocked out and be I know plenty of people that just get their professionals and they're just like the show must go on and all the clients are showing and young horses and whatnot. Yeah, there's an alarming number of people that don't. I don't know why. I mean, we seem way behind the times on on making the safety standards for our helmets. Like, oh my god, not a funny subject, but yeah, I know. Way behind the I was, times. I grew yeah. up without safety helmets. We're all like, whatever, man. You know, everyone's getting knocked out, getting on, and riding again, and don't let them sleep at night. They've got a concussion. Like, that's comforting. We're not doing and it right. Anyways, <laughs> we're crazy. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. We're all at risk. We all need to hear this. <laughs> so if you don't, if you he, don't he mind like, me asking oh a God. question,
3: because I'm finding this all very fascinating. I'm ge- geeking out just like everybody yeah, else. Yeah, I know, right? When somebody has a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it a minor head injury. They don't lose consciousness, but they are canning cantering down to a two foot fence, and the horse stops, and they go kerplunk off the front of the horse and they hit their head hard enough that when they stand up, they go, Ooh, that hurt. What are the implications of not taking any time to let the brain heal from whatever it just got? What are the implications of not letting that happen?
0: That's a fantastic question. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a brain, (laughs) Ah, brain doctor, for lack of a better word, or a
3: but or you're a brainy doctor. <laughs>
0: it's,
3: we're I pretty try close. to be. I try to be.
0: <laughs> but the, but the the way that I the way that we understand it through our training as physical therapists and also as uh, a student of obser- observation, right, with our patients, is that it is very important that that a that a head injury rests because what we understand physiologically. Is the brain moves around in in the in the capsule, in the in the compartment of the, the cranial vault. And what there is gonna have happened like anything else, you bum you hit your knee, there's gonna be some swelling. And the swelling itself puts pressure on the brain. And you know, like like anything else, you don't want to have pressure on your brain <laughs> um, or, or anywhere in your body, but particularly in an area that's full so full of nerves. Um, neurons and and different things that, that I could go over that's not necessary in terms of anatomy of the brain. The brain is the driver of your central nervous system. It creates all of those things that make your body go. So a safe bet would be to rest um, and give the person a chance not to, not to, you know, create a, <clears throat> another sort of situation like that. And, you know, I don't, have the, I don't have the particular protocols of a rest period, a rest time, but, um, you know, I would, assume minimally, um, I would assume minimally a week, two weeks would be a safe place to go depending on the injury. If it's more of an aggressive injury, longer. <laughs> there, there, there are some, some people that will argue that a month is, is the proper amount of time to rest um, for, for somebody who's had an injury like this, a head injury. Um, but you know, like you guys have mentioned there, there is, there is that, that, uh, part of the sport where you want to continue to ride. And it's just important to check along the way in terms of what is restricting is your neck restricted, is your balance off to pay attention to those things. Um, so that way you don't incur this additional problem, right?
2: Correct. And being aware. Now, what are what are some of the can you describe, you know, what we should be doing uh, for our necks, for things like that that would help us?
3: I want to know how to exercise my vestibular system.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a a good thing to say because many people won't say that, but they should all be saying that it's such an important (laughs) part. (laughs) Um, I think, so I could, I could start off by talking about the neck. Um, your neck should have full motion in a course of, um, six different directions, right? So if you want to turn your head to the right, you should turn your head all the way to the right and you should be pretty much, you know, observing the full breadth of your, of your shoulder on the, on the right side. If you're looking straight to your right, same thing for your left. And then you want to turn your head. I'm talking about from being str- looking forward, looking straight. You want to turn your head from your ear to your shoulder. Your ear should, your should go pretty close to your shoulder without hiking up your shoulder. You do it the other way and you feel, you see if there's restriction and tightness, you go up is another, mo- another motion. You lift your head straight up to the ceiling and then straight down to the ground. There's not going to be a person in the world that's going to do those six things and say, my neck feels perfect. (laughs) It just doesn't happen. Um, Our necks get limited in motion. We sit in front of computers. We, you know, we bend over all the time. We're not sitting there turning our necks all the way to the right, to the left to practice this, right? But if you start to move your neck in these motions, in these directions, you start to feel some discomfort. You start to feel a little strain. Um it's up to you, but I would advise that you seek a professional like a therapist or 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 seek somebody who can help you. A chiropractor could be another person potentially again the, 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 the motion in your neck has to continue to to be free of discomfort. So if you have a free neck that's not full of discomfort or has some discomfort, there are different exercises you can do to stretch the neck and you don't, you do like any other exercise, you don't do it overly aggressively. You take your time because remember, if you're going to do the sport you're in, there are going to be some exercises you're going to have to do for the rest of your life being in the sport. I think this is one of them. And there are going to be other exercises that you don't have to do. Like I don't think a, a equestrian is going to have to squat you know, a hundred pounds to be a good question. It's not a bad thing to do, but it's never, not necessarily going to make you, um, you know, a champion perhaps, right? But if you have a balance issue um, where you're off a little bit and you can't remember the course or you can't, you know, perceive where you're going and, and the strides and pick things up quick enough, then, you know, you're in big trouble, as you guys know. So the neck and the motion of the neck is pretty important. And when you do the stretching or you do those motions, you should stop at the end of it and wait for like a minute or two and see if there's any residual pain that comes up from it. Now, if there is and you feel like it's concerning enough for you, then you should seek out help by a physical therapist who could give you some basic treatment and exercises that you can learn how to do on your own. Now, most people say, well, you know, it's I don't want to go to therapy. It's too much time, but I will share this one point, and I'm not trying to self advocate. <laughs> but I've seen so many patients in my life where they've come in ten times, twelve times. I see them eight years later, nine year later, nine years later. You know what they tell me? You know, not those exercises you gave me eight years ago, I still do those exercises to this day. And you know what? Sometimes I hurt my my sometimes my back acts up or my neck acts up, but generally speaking. If I do those exercises, I don't have a problem. And the goal of a physical therapist is to teach you how to take care of yourself. So by investing a little bit of time and money into it will help you get that going, right? So now that's the neck. Vestibular system is, like I said, the the one major thing you want to do is you want to challenge the vestibular system. And a simple way of doing that is you can go on Google um, or YouTube and there's a there's a, a, a position called the Romberg position where you basically stand up with your arms across, uh, across your chest and you stay, you look forward and you put your feet together and you close your eyes and you try to stay as still as possible. And that's looking forward. And then you'll have the other six positions, which is a side to the right, ear to shoulder to the right, to the left turning your head to the right, to the left, where you can look over your shoulder on both sides, up and down. And you stand in that Romberg position with your eyes closed, and you try to stay still as possible, completely still as possible. And you put your head down in those seven positions. The first position is just looking straight with your eyes closed. That's one position. The six other ones I told you guys about. And you just make sure that you keep your balance just perfectly centered just doing that i mean when i say centered you that like you don't feel like you're about to fall over you do that for five seconds then eventually 10 seconds 15 25 30 etc and you just try to keep yourself just still right that's the simplest thing if you can do that great so now you've closed your eyes you've eliminated the visual component of your balance And you've done that fairly well another thing you can do in addition to this is you can move your head up and down side to side and turn it left to right while keeping the romberg position so if you start to move your head up and down side to side you keep your balance completely straight i mean like you're not tipping over and you focus in on that and you do that well that's another good sign. So there's a, as you can tell, there's a gradual progression of hardness or difficulty in this. So I mean, we can go. There's probably about a hundred variations we can go over, um, but we're not going to obviously go over that in the <laughs> podcast. But <laughs> but but there is um, the last thing I'll say in terms of progression to that. What I just told you is that you can stick a pillow or like a foam, like a foam mat, um, a little thicker, about maybe two or three inches under your feet with your eyes closed in the seven head positions and you are, that sounds um, terrifying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's scarier than skiing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an accident. <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> well, the good thing about the good thing about being a question world, you have a ton of sand and a ton yes. of mud, ton of dirt. So I just got to go stand on that. And you no, but I save think the money
2: sounds really good. Like the the pillow, it's just I can imagine I can't even stand with. Well, you saw me the other day. I, I'm OK. But then, you know, you start to tilt and you start to do things and and your ankles get all wobbly. And now I'm envisioning standing on on a pillow, which is there's no secure footing and staying that still. That sounds so terrifying. Luckily, I guess if you fall, you're on a pillow. So there's that.
1: <laughs> so that's like a you're you're like rewiring your brain or yes. you, during this process. So this so you you can start slow, really slow and the idea is you would be able to ramp up and continue to make it harder and eventually be able to remove kind of all of your stability with your
2: eyes and your <laughs> your, well, and your footing and you're building a new neural pathway. So it's right. going to You know, take a while um, to do. So, like, I know, Vinod, you were saying that, like, even you struggle sometimes. Like, you'll take a couple steps back in in that practice at times where, you know, it almost feels worse before you feel better.
0: That's right. I'm glad you brought that up, Kayla, because. Vestibular system, you guys brought up some very good points. You brought up the concept of neural adaptation, which is learning, right? We we're, we're, we all know the brain can learn uh, everything from balance all the way through memory, the whole thing, right? So we want to take advantage of the brain's great ability to learn. And it is training, like anything else. You're adapting your body to learn how to do these things. And as the body adapts and learns, it becomes more skillful. Now, what you're bringing up, Kayla, is very, very true. Is that the vestibular system is oh by the way, before I get into that, you did mention your ankles. There are exercises that challenge the muscles of your ankles that could make you think you have a bad balance system. But you know, your ankles also are muscles that probably are not being challenged this way as well. I mean, you know, it's just it is a reality. So the musculoskeletal system intertwines with the vestibular system to that degree, but do you really care if your musculoskeletal system is working better than your vestibular system? Who knows what you want to know is that you can perform these exercises at a benefit to your brain and to your body's connection with the ground or the, or the, or actually, you know, there's a, when you get the theraballs, the big, you know, those big balls, Mm -hmm. beach balls looking kind of things that you see at the gym, if you sit on those, you can actually do those, with your feet in front of you and with your eyes closed in seven head positions as well, because that will work your vestibular system in a seated position because your balance is initiated in a seated position as well, (laughs) not just in a standing position, right? Um, Because you do need to keep your balance when you're sitting. So in terms of the development and the, the neural learning, yes. Like if you go to the gym for the first time and you haven't really worked it out and you go do 10 sets of biceps, you're not going to able to lift the fork the next day. <laughs> and if you do that with your balance system, it's going to feel really bad. <laughs> you're going to be like, whoa, am I like off off balance, right? But here's the reality of it. The reality about it is that can you do it wrong? Yes. That's why you should see a physical therapist who's skilled in it, um, which which is really the truth. Can you do it in a way that you gradually work on it, assuming or knowing that you don't have a dysfunction? Absolutely. There's nothing that you can't do to support development of this. And if you do too much, what you will notice is that you might get more dizzy, even if you have great balance or you have a great vestibular system, because you are challenging something that oftentimes isn't challenged. I mean, honestly what incentive do we have to walk around with our eyes closed in the world we live in these days? None. (laughs) So you're you're really only doing your eyes closed when you sleep. And that's really not doing much benefit for your vestibular system because you're not moving. So, you know, as you look at, as you look at high level skill development, um, there's, there's a, there's a thing called the shuttle board. Google the shuttle board. Um, They have a version that's for, 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 Geriatric population, a version for everybody, and they have a version for athletes. The one that's for the athletes, by the way, a shuttle board is like a, as a, bo- as a, as a, has as a board that when you step on it, like wobbles in every different direction. So it's almost like being on like a, it's almost like being on ice without falling on your butt because the ground on the ice you slip and and this you have the good footing but the thing shakes you around a little bit and it's just a simple mechanism it's not like a machine even it's just on your own weight but perfect like but the athletic shuttle board i'm not i have no no incentive for any of these things i'm mentioning you guys um the the, ba- the shuttleboard for the athletes is so wide that they have professional baseball players and even football players and tracks track people that are jumping on this thing and swinging on this thing to kind of work on that vestibular system and the balance. So they're training their body to be very efficient at a very high level. So in the equestrian world, as we start to look at a rider that's going into a level of competition. And, you know, you, you got to be quick, right? You got to know the course. You got to be able to perform at the course. It's a lot of pressure to, to be pretty good at anything you do. From my observation, you guys know this better than me. I just, I write checks for my daughter and I clap <laughs> my hands when she does really well.
2: And, <laughs> and uh, you, and you walk away are, when she's mad. <laughs> yeah, these that's are all right, important jobs. Right,
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> especially for the, especially for the, the father in the whole thing, yeah. right? So I have to be just that perfect. Um, yeah. But there is a lot of things that we could do to enhance our top level athletes by just simply engaging the vestibular system and training them that they will in turn transition into a better brain learning, better neural adaptation, and ultimately should turn out into being calmer more confident and better skilled while riding and doing any athletic endeavor. Um, You know, we've seen athletes, many athletes have a head injury. They're doing great. They go back out there. They're doing good. They start to get tired. They start to not perform on endurance levels. They start to get a little bit like they fizzle out a little bit and you just kind of say, well, you know, Joni's getting older. You know, it's come that time of her career. She had that, her back hurts, this happens. And we don't know why, right? So now we have an additional tool to check, aside from the backs and the necks and the chiros and the PTs and the surgeons and all that. We have an additional tool that we can check and improve on to create a better balance and a better disposition of where you know your body is in space. When you're on a horse, which of course has its own balance <laughs> and, and its own thing going. And now if your horse understands that you have a good perceptual understanding of where you position is within its relationship to him or her as a horse, do you think the horse is to be more confident with the rider? Well, I haven't done a research study on that or anything like that, nor will I ever do one, but I will assume to say that there probably will be a better connection between the rider and the horse minimally. If there's more confidence in the rider, if they feel like they have their body and their, and their systems and in, in better connection.
1: Oh yeah. So, they've done studies on it with the balance and how it affects horses, soundness, all kind of stuff I, for sure. A huge, huge improvement. If, if the riders can be in their, their top form on the balance.
0: Well, I didn't know that. That's that's great that they've done that.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm
0: not I'm not surprised. But you know, uh, it's one of those things where um, everybody's looking for an advantage in athletics, and I think this is this is something that's great. That's good that they're studying it because it can be a significant advantage.
1: Oh, for sure. No, this is great. People are going to love hearing about this and that. There's steps that they can take to to help that are even. You know, that are not so cra- crazily involved and not scary, rather put it that way by going to the neurologist and, you know, getting the whole work up. Like you can go to a physical therapist, you can t- do some of these tests at home. It, and people can check out uh, your website. You're online at readycare.net. That's R E D D Y, correct? Two D's?
0: Yep. Yep. Two
1: D's. Yep. Readycare.net. Uh, and you've got some great YouTube videos and where else can people find you and any of this information?
0: Um, I, I have, uh, we have just, the website will be a great place um, to, to find us and then my LinkedIn account, which is kind of, I'm kind of simple simple Sam on this, um, but yeah, the website's a great place and um, if they send a message through the site, readycare.net, so readycare is dot net.
2: So much information perceived.
1: <laughs> I love it. I know. So appreciative. You took the time uh, to come on.
0: Yeah. If I, if I see equestrians uh, questions walking in the middle of the field with their eyes closed and, uh, <laughs> and just, and then walking forward and backwards, I'll know that they're not crazy and they're just doing these exercises to improve their balance. That, that just made it that
2: they were a listener to this podcast. They're a
0: listener. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And
2: you see people walking at the horse show and you're like, whoa, 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 you're gonna run into something, person. Open your eyeballs. <laughs> just rewiring my yeah. brain. Yeah, I'm just rewiring my brain, excuse me, coming through. And yeah. what a great resource to have. And thank you so much for coming on and giving us all this information.
0: You guys are very welcome. Thank you for having me on on the podcast.
2: He's great. Oh he did my an excellent job. When I was chatting with him, I was like, he would be amazing. <laughs> oh, he's great. And like, yeah.
1: he's able to articulate it so well and yeah. make it less scary. I mean, I feel like a lot of people with concussions, we just want to look the other way and yeah, just not, but to have an active way to manage yeah. it and improve is amazing.
3: Yeah. It's a it great information to just make you more self-aware so that maybe, like you said, it's a little bit less terrifying. It, discovery process so that maybe when you genuinely need help from a medical professional you might be more inclined to seek it out
2: well and you yep. all, you only get one brain <laughs> yeah, yeah so can't you, you can't nope. replace it like some other things so y- you might as well take care of it
3: nope. can't it's put true. any pins in it
1: nope Nope. can't inject I love it that. nope no nope. i wrap i wish does not work <laughs> I I know, (laughs) I know. No, this is great. Hugely informative. I love it. Great stuff. Now, speaking of
3: hugely informative, uh, what's going on (sighs) over there at Total EquiHealth, our sponsor of this year's show?
2: Well, our sponsor... So Total EquiHealth, are you interested in your horse's wellness? Do you know what is in the products you feed and use on your horses? At Total Equal Health, we have sought out and selected quality products that aid in their fitness and health and benefit their performance. The products we carry aren't just for the elite sport horse, but for every horse with a health conscious owner. Be sure to check out our rider section as well. Check us out today at totalequahealth.com. And by us, I mean me. I'm the one that selected all the items. <laughs> um, and I, I truly believe, um, you know, it comes along the lines of the whole podcast. It's it's trying to be the healthiest, most uh, thought-processed way of of getting the best out of our horses that we possibly can. And, um, you know, I've partnered with some really great companies um, to carry their products, you know, Enviro Equine, Flare Strips, um, some all-herbal creams and salves. Hey, hey, I tried that Fortify that you talked about last month. Yeah, you like it? The Fortify supplement.
3: I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I have a lot of old injuries that caused me a lot of chronic pain. And I would say between 50 and 70% reduction.
2: Wow. Now, I personally, I take some of their other supplements lines. It's the Legion supplement line. And, um, actually she's the, she's actually one of my students. Her husband does the supplements and is, uh, personal trainer, and they're actually who introduced me to Vinod. Um, So extremely intelligent family and all of their connections seem to also be extremely intelligent since we just had one on as our guest and (laughs) they hang out with smart people and, uh, and then me, but um, they, but you're working on getting smarter every day. I know we
1: get smarter every month, Kayla. Come on. (laughs) We have all these smart people. Come on. We get all this coaching.
2: going to train my brain to be smart yeah. um but their supplement line you know it's it's the quality of the ingredients are fantastic um there's a lot of thought process that goes into it um and i i take a few of their other supplements and absolutely love them i haven't personally taken the fortify but i do know a bunch of people and they say they notice a difference so yeah
3: yeah i i it's interesting though because if I forget to take it, because I'm terrible about that. Yep. It you have to keep taking it. It's a supplement. Yes.
2: <laughs> that is. I know. Don't that stop. That is when the problem. You start good. Yeah. You're like, oh, I feel good. I don't need this anymore. i like, That's <laughs> the problem.
3: You you start to feel better and then you forget to take it and then yeah. it's like, oh crap, I forgot to take it for the past three days. But yeah, um, that's
1: amazing. Yeah, if yeah. it works like that, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking
3: speaking of awesome, and making ourselves smarter. <laughs> this
2: your equidu exercise my, yes um, my excuse well, me. <laughs> <laughs> it's jump rope <laughs> because who doesn't like to
3: jump rope? it's not just jump rope i watched i watched the video this is crazy <laughs> oh
2: so, my gosh i'm ready okay so you can you don't have to do the exercise that i'm going to um to suggest uh and to be quite honest i am still trying to master the exercise your brain rewiring first yes. and then well, the exercise <laughs> it's actually really funny that we had the conversation with Vinod because i you know didn't even put two and two together because apparently i haven't trained my brain enough but um the jump rope it really improves your coordination so even if you mess up you just recenter restart go again um so just a little background, jump, jump rope uses all the muscles all over your body from your quads, calves to your upper body, even though it might not feel the same as say like doing a shoulder press, uh, your shoulders, biceps, triceps are all involved in handling the rope. In addition, your core and your ankles and using all the stability muscles, you get a really good uh, overall body workout. Plus it's... A low impact cardio so you're getting that heart rate up it's um it's great because i mean i'm all for as everyone knows the low impact everything uh but still getting the results of the workout so this is perfect for days that you can't go running or if you're like me you don't like running um <laughs> It gives you a goal, but maybe you don't have to run to the end of the street and back, uh, as I find that very daunting. And I'm like, I just want to be done. But um, so this one exercise where you jump rope for a minute slow and then um, you rest a minute fast, as fast as you can, um, without trying, without messing up and fumbling with the rope. Then you do 30 seconds on your left leg only, 30 seconds on your right leg only. And then one minute of moving your feet in and out in a jumping jack motion. And you're going to repeat this three times. Um, And honestly, if you're starting to feel fatigued, cut that to two or cut the intervals, you know, in half or down by one. 30 seconds,
3: 15 seconds, 15
2: seconds to get started.
3: And I'm I'm looking at this. I can't do a jumping jack. I can't do anything that jumps. Yep. But... um, you're, I love this because of the jumping jack where you're skipping rope, and that rhythm, you have to coordinate the rope <laughs> with the change in your stance, which this is great vestibular workout right here. Exactly. Is a really is. great brain workout. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Just a full-on brain coordination um, and... Again, it's like rubbing your head and patting your stomach, or vice versa. I don't really know. But uh, being able to multitask, uh, do things beyond, it's just great training. Yeah. Um, So, and you'd be amazed, jump roping for two minutes straight, even. That's hard. Is hard
1: hard and that's a workout
2: and I there's I can't tell you the amount of times that I've like whapped my my shins because my feet just don't move (laughs) the way that there's (laughs) and I'm like ah, you gotta clear the back rail yeah my my husband clear the back rail
3: (laughs) Kayla has trouble with oxers I do have trouble with oxers
1: drapey technique
3: (laughs) pick up your front legs (laughs) there you go well see I could do this because I could instead of because I can't do a jump rope but I can still have the rope in one hand, yes. so I still have that rhythm at, or I could just have two separate ropes so that they still tick the ground like a jump rope does. Yep. But it's two separate pieces, so it doesn't go under my feet, so and I don't doing have to do a jump stepping
2: part. and doing. But I can do the motion. stepping part. Rel- yeah. Exactly. Ooh, I like this. Oh, that's a yeah. So, and did anyone pick up that? I think we we encouraged Vinod to come up with a new exercise for his vestibular balance when he mentioned, you know, sitting on the exercise ball um for a seated Motion. Did anyone pick that up? Because he got real excited in the middle of his uh conversation when he was talking about standing. And then he's like, or or you could sit down. And I was like, I think we just invented a new stipular. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting is better than
1: standing, always. Yes. (laughs) Again, (laughs) low impact. The (laughs) lowest of all (laughs) lowest impacts. A true seated position. I love that. But I love I think those.
2: That host. would be very beneficial for the horse, yeah. uh, for the riders to do it in a seated position, do it in the standing as well. Yeah, But to do it in a seated position um, adds a whole new aspect to also stabilizing your core while doing it. And I think it's great.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, I'll we definitely a, be using these.
2: Yeah, we got a lot of information today. We We're smarter already. my brain because of all our smart (laughs) friends your brain
1: hurts from getting bigger not from being bonked on the ground (laughs) i I (laughs) know this is a different kind of hurt this is an Expansion. expansion a growth
3: yes well tell everybody where they can find you and what you do besides total equal health in addition to total equal health
2: well, in addition to Total Echo Health, you can find me um, at Kayla Benny on Facebook or Selcouth. That's S-E-L-C-O-U-T-H, sport horses, uh, Facebook, Instagram. I'm really trying to uh, bring a little more following to my Instagram. So I'm doing a lot of reels. Um, Kayla Benny on TikTok, where you just see my big face with a helmet on mostly because I do my TikToks while hacking. Um You can go to my website, but it's a little out of date, salkoothsporthorses.com. And uh, Emily, where can you be found at?
1: I am Emily Wood on Facebook, Stella Farm LLC on Insta, and ECEequestrianco.com, which is uh, the website for the clothing line. We can catch it all there.
2: And remember, riding like life doesn't need to be perfect to be wonderful. Give your horse a pet after every ride.